0: Time for rolling.
1: ...the right targets. That is one trade. T-Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround
2: for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boytop. Surry strike. It's not oh. that. Godzilla goes down. He might go for Donatwips. he He's going
0: to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boytop. Oh. Lost Boy
2: Toffee does it! He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret! He lifts man down. is a god! That god that was. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you vainglory esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude sloth. It's time for rolling.
1: Hey, it's Endless, guys. Before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Mobile Esports. If you're like us here at Time for Rolling Esports, then you love mobile gaming. Mobile Esports is a company passionate about all things mobile esports, just like the game we love, Vanglory. They are currently getting ready for the G Fuel series, which will showcase top mobile titles like Critical Ops, Clash Royale, and Vanglory. These will be one-day tournaments starting with Critical Ops on November 27th, Clash Royale on December 2nd, and Vainglory on December 9th. To keep up with these tournaments, make sure you follow Mobile Esports on Twitter at esports underscore mobile, or visit their webpage at mobileesports.org. Links will be in the show notes as always, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, how's it going everyone and welcome to episode 56 of Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, On this episode, we will be doing our recap of the Challenger Battles. We will be discussing both EU and A, talking about teams that made it, talking about some disappointment, surprise, maybe a little little drama that happened throughout the weekend, a lot going on. Of course, I am joined with my two co-hosts. Crude sloth and brute belligerent. How's it going, guys?
0: Just going fantastic. That was an exhilarating weekend of exhilarating challengers. I guess four days of. And, and by
2: exhilarating, you mean way too long. Well, yeah, it
0: was a long time. There's a lot of games.
2: The
1: best. Okay, we can we will get to the best of fives and the length uh, a little
2: later in the EU discussion. But I, no, no, I'm just talking I agree. about okay. They, Think about this. I want you to put it in perspective for just a minute. And I know we're just doing introductions, but you got me on a roll. Already.
1: Um, 30 <laughs> seconds in. Let's go. The, the,
2: so, okay. The live championships. How many days are those? Uh, four. four. Three. Three. Bullshit. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They spend more time figuring out who's going to be the bottom of the VGA than they do figuring out who's the champion of the VGA. <laughs> yeah true like there's something wrong
1: with that so i saw the discussion between like iraqi and someone else saying one person like didn't really like the new format and the other one's like yeah well this is the fairest they can do to make sure the teams are playing the right teams i don't know i i personally don't have enough knowledge to decide which format I liked better. I mean, I liked the idea of just simply the worst team or the best team in Challengers got to pick whatever team they feel like they had the best chance to win, but that wasn't necessarily fair. I'm, I'm not quite sure how it wasn't, but that's just what they said. <laughs> Thoughts? Concerns from no one? Okay. okay. Um,
2: <laughs> so, I so, thought uh, Belligerent uh, was
1: going to go back off that. <laughs>
2: I I try to give Sloth his chance to to respond, but he's no. As I'm his name implies, he's a little saying. slow.
0: Oh, oh. shots <laughs> fired on the name,
2: <laughs> oh. dude! It's been too long since we podcasted. I you know
1: I'm on a roll. now guys, belligerent um, tweeted at this moment. Tweeted that he's in a mood. He tweeted
2: earlier today that he was yeah. in a mood. So Creed and so I said we in were interested to see how belligerent was going to be. <laughs> okay, so so here here's the thing. And Granite in saying this i understand that the third place team team hazard ended up earning their way into the vga but you can't you can't like use that as the ongoing example they are just they're it's like an anomaly type thing right so they just spent like an entire season figuring out who the two best or the three best, or whatever, challenger teams were. Why do we then need a format that takes us through all of that again? Yeah. Like, literally, they just spent an entire VIS season determining who the best challenger teams were. It was Vision, number one, Echo Fox, number two, and then Hazard came in third. So why do we need a format that then couples all of those teams up again in the same exact format to figure it out all over again it makes no sense
0: do you think it's for them to try to get like more views like as far as
1: factor
0: yeah exactly like you know every like when you just say challenger battles and it's on I, i like i know like tuesday or whatever i don't even know exactly what days they do it but when you say you know challenger battles to get into the vga you know, maybe more people can tune in on that Saturday and Sunday where the VG8 normally is. I'm not okay, disagreeing that's... with you at all. I'm just saying, like, do you think that's
2: what the issue is or that's what the the reasoning is? I, possibly. I mean, everything's about viewership. You know, same thing as on TV. What's going to get the most views? Like, baseball has a one-game playoff now, which is retarded. But why? Because they can get more, yeah. uh, more money off of television. I get it. But... <laughs> like you could have a okay we want to figure i understand and they've been trying this since the last challenger battles which by the way was far more of a disaster than these that <laughs> throwing that when out they there. did that when they did the six team round robin and it was by points the same way the v so this is a step up however i don't think it needs to be this complicated you have two vg8 teams with their spots up for grabs so you get two challenger teams. Yeah. You don't need the third one in there. Now, grant again, uh, this example proves my point wrong because Hazard earned their way in. Echo Fox didn't. But you, you, like, you don't need that, right? Echo Fox already kind of earned their way into the second spot. They shouldn't have had to deal with Hazard again because they just proved that they were the number two team. And then... Like, so, uh, I, uh, what's the difference between the, the old way, which was pick the team you want to challenge, and if you win, you're in, or going through some convoluted tournament thing like they're doing now? I mean, really, what's the difference? Because if you let the first place challenger team pick which team they want, that's what they earned. Right. So they can say we want the easier team or when they used to do it halfway through the season and you took over somebody's points, they had the option of saying, you know, we we think we're better than all the teams. We're going to challenge the team at the top. I think I've only seen one team do that. It backfired on them. They didn't win, but I still gave them props for going for the points. Right. Right. But but there's uh, I don't know. There's just like a whole, there's a whole challenger season to figure out who the best teams and challengers are. I think it's, it's, it's redundant to do it all over again, despite like, I don't, I don't want to hear anybody talk about the outcome from this weekend. I don't care as far as an argument about what I'm saying, because the premise is accurate. The results are irrelevant.
1: Well, the one thing I will say, whether or not m- where my feelings fall on this, is that I think, for the most part, we had a lot of good vainglory, especially towards the end of the weekend, like when those those last games, that truly mattered. Um, now, the first games, I didn't completely watch. The beginning games in this long tournament that happened. Uh, but towards the end, I think it was some of like the more exciting vainglory just because the teams that cared like you know the vision uh versus tempo those games like those were high intensity best of 5 you know pretty crazy high caliber games so i mean i i think i still agree over them the, the overall that we probably could condense it somehow and get the still same exciting matches and not have the crazy long weekend where it's hard to pick up on every match that's going on
2: Yeah, so Here's another question that I have. Maybe one of you two can answer it. I saw Dragonborn post this on Twitter and I love Dragonborn. He's a great guy. I met him in LA. A uh, big fan of what he does and running the Challengers League has got to be a headache in itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my
2: God. Um, but I, I I feel like I disagree with his points of views quite often. Um, but he, he's made a tweet about how impressed he was with the challenger teams getting in, even though the new format was stacked in favor of the VG8 teams. Can somebody explain to me how? Like if I say we're going to play basketball and on my team, there's going to be three of us and you only get two. How is that stacked in <laughs> in your favor? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Like, and I, I just, and I'm looking at the, the, the schedule and the format. It's yeah. not like, it's not like the three challenger teams had to play each other first. So, you know, like the two of them were going to have a loss before they ever fought, you know, before they ever yeah. played against eight teams. It was Hazard and Echo Fox and Gangstars and Vision Gaming in the first two matches. And then Tempo Storm got the winner from the first match. So, there's there's no like the challenger teams get 3 chances to get in is where the VG8 teams only have 2 chances to stay in. I don't understand how that's exactly stacked. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Uh I don't you know,
0: exactly have an answer to that.
2: I feel like
1: he has to be pointing out something that I don't understand because to me, yeah, the challengers don't have a clear disadvantage and like you said they have more challenger teams than there are the VG8, so
2: Like, let's be honest, if it had only been the top two from Challengers and the bottom two from VG8, we're probably only talking about Vision Gaming getting in right now. Yep. Because Echo Fox showed up and, you know, forgot how to play uh, in a VG8 match again.
1: Unfortunately, history uh, has repeated itself for them. I don't want to get too far ahead to NA talk. We can come back to that. I don't know if we want to right. talk about Queso. Um, honestly. Oh, we
2: definitely have to give shout outs to Queso. I don't to be honest. I don't like I tried to look and I don't even know who the other team that got that got in or stayed in. <laughs> uh, clash. Okay, so let's just go through this real quick
1: and I will come to that clash conversation. So queso was the only team i yeah. truly cared about i'm gonna throw that out there i that's the team i was looking at that's the team i wanted wanted to see in vg8 uh you know raging donuts had the donuts guy who's like the you know he spells his name in the russian way whatever so that's where the raging donuts team came from you know they had some players on punch. there as, yeah punt yeah um players that i that rest on there yeah exactly raf was a the jungler there you go um so that's teams i recognize you know the norm Pisani, not really familiar with and then calamity clash obviously i had seen them all every weekend so queso was a team that i was looking out for queso obviously beat raging donuts moved on to face clash go ahead and beat clash and then they play calamity reborn and that's when we get to this intense kind of best of five series um it goes to best of five to be honest queso did not look as strong as they had earlier in my opinion queso actually kind of struggled against clammy reborn they did end up pulling it out kind of last second uh crude i don't know or if either of you before i move on to the last game if you guys have anything you guys want to mention about queso or any of their matches
2: i don't really have a whole lot so i mean yeah i I just want to give shout outs to queso for getting in uh i got to meet their owner i think he was their owner uh, in L.A. when they were there to play Echo Fox and beat Echo Fox. Uh, <laughs> only the second EU team to beat an NA team, even though it wasn't technically VG8. Right. Uh, and, and I felt so bad for Queso that season because like that was the first season they changed the format and there were going to be no challenge battles at the end of the season. Queso has been trying to get into the VG8 for as long as I can remember. Uh, yeah. And so they finally get into position to get into the VGA and it just so happens to be in a season where they don't have that opportunity. So I felt so bad for them that season and for them to, you know, stick together. Because let's face it, I mean, there's a lot of challenger teams, unless you're an org like Echo Fox, where the players are getting paid and there's a reason for them to stay a lot of challenger team orgs regardless of how good they do fall apart if they don't win Yep. like where the hell are the kardashians <laughs> <laughs> they just like yeah. S- yeah. switch new teammates <laughs> yeah. like they took first place last season and then all, they're like they're not even i didn't follow challenge but challengers this season very closely but like i expected them to be back and suddenly they're not there anymore so you know, you, you have to give that team props for sticking together and fighting through it and fighting again, and for them to finally be in the VG8 is just, you know, it's really exciting, in my opinion. I know they're a EU team and I know they're a EU challenger team, but regardless, I mean, I I love the kind of the. The underdog story or the story of perseverance—just these guys, you know, fighting and getting through and finally making it. Their owner is just phenomenal, and so I think that it's great that Queso uh, finally, you know, we'll finally get to see Team Queso in the VG8 level. And they may have been there before I started watching, uh, you know, professional Vanglory play. I don't know, but I've heard the name a lot. They've even done some of those. Videos that you can find in the app uh, teaching you different skills, but yet I've never seen them play a VG8 match. So it's kind of exciting. I have no idea how good they will do. I, you know, I don't I haven't studied them that much. I know uh, Mister K Cool has been on. I think he's been on a VG8 roster before. If not, he was in one of the high challenge roster yes. challenger rosters, other than KSO. Uh, but he's you know in LA against Echo Fox. He made a sp- at least one spectacular play that I remember that actually won the game for him. It was almost a starting all over esque in the way that, you know, there was, it was just him and two of them left and he just made this brilliant play and won the, won the game for team. Um, so yeah, excited about Queso. I don't have much else to say about the EU challengers. Cause I didn't wake up that early to watch them.
1: Well, I think the thing that's important to carry over from what you said would probably be the whole case of sticking it out, having the willpower, you know, the drive, the want to uh, kind of get in to that uh, the v- the Vainglory 8, so when we look at the last matchup and how this Challenger battle series was set up, since Calamity lost, they were technically the number 7, so they would drop down and play whoever won out of the Clash and Norm Pisani. So Clash won that series, so we they kind of go to the quote-unquote finals, the last chance to get into VG8. They play Calamity, so this means Calamity had to play 5 games of honestly close to 30 minutes each. They were a long games. There was a lot of intense in that matchups. And then they had to turn around and play possibly another five more. So now for us NA people that don't understand time and everything, uh, I think EU at this point is like later in their day. It's later at night. Uh, You know, these kids are just, you know, they're not backed up by professional organization. It's just a group of kids that play together, maybe trying to play well enough to get picked up by a big organization So they decide that it wasn't worth it for them, and they just forfeit against Clash. So Clash becomes the other team entering VGA. So when we look at this, um, you know, almost immediately, uh, Dowsy, you know, he's a fantastic caster in Vainglory 8, someone who likes to, you know, say his opinions, say what he's thinking. You know, he goes ahead and makes a tweet kind of saying that um, it was basically unprofessional uh you know not technically a pro or i don't know what was the three things you said true do you remember
0: uh or uh, uh, unprofessional immature and yeah there was one other one but i can't remember the other one <laughs> one either. other one
1: um but anyway i don't know i was just curious maybe we could talk about that for a second kind of see where we fall on our feelings about you know is calamity just completely wrong is it like not okay for them to be you know in vainglory if they're just going to do this and forfeit and you know just allow clash to get back in i know i have my a lot of opinions i'm going to keep mine for now crude i don't know if you want to start and maybe uh talk about some of the stuff that was tweeted out and see what you know where you kind of fall on this topic
0: yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. To to try not to be, like, super cliche, but I guess I'm going to have to be, is, like, I, I see points from both sides with this. Like, I understand what dowsy's saying, that it is unprofessional. Like, you know, we, we want to watch these games be played, and I think that's how a lot of people felt, is that we wanted to watch these games be played, and it's unprofessional for them just not show up. But at the same time, I do understand where – the players are coming from i mean you have to look at it as they are they are kids they are 13 14 15 16 years old they do have school tomorrow you know and people are like well you know some some people i i saw which i I don't know if they have any idea but they're like well you know you you're you play for this organization you're required to come out there well and i heard i saw other people saying like this is your job okay first of all this is not the 14 year old's job is to play vanguard especially like Calamity Reborn, that is not an organization. They That is just a group of players that is put together and it is not their job. Their job as right now as 14, 15, 16 year olds is to learn in school and to try to prepare themselves for the real world. And, you know, you know, if esports doesn't work out for them, they have to get a real job. They have to be able to support themselves. So I can understand that. Now, if this was like TSM who was backing or something, then I could totally understand. That's That's completely different. So, I mean, to say that it is cliche that I'm pretty torn. Like, I both points were making, both sides were making great points, but that's kind of how I felt. It was like, I mean, I'm torn right down the middle. I, yeah, yeah, it sucked. I wanted to see, you know, more games. I wanted to see if calamity could get back into the VGA or if if clash deserved in there because you know we'll never know who actually deserves to be in there because it was just
2: a forfeit. So that's my opinion on that. I think that you're right. You know, these aren't you know calamity and is not an org they're not being paid by an org they just win prize money uh, calamity and salty potatoes to the best of my knowledge were not picked up by an org neither of those are orgs until late in this last season salty potatoes just got picked up by space station so calamity right. doesn't have an org that they're responsible to calamity doesn't have contract uh, and i'm guessing because of that they're not getting paid to play other than whatever prize money they win which uh, news flash for everybody who may not (laughs) know especially when you end up as one of the bottom two teams that's not a whole lot especially when you have to split it three four or five ways um so they're they're not getting paid to be there and I don't, I don't know what it currently is and I wasn't watching the challenge battle so I don't know what time of the day it was actually, you know, this final match was actually to happen but last I checked like for for vg 8 players when they start their last match so like our last match is 5 o'clock our time I think their last match is scheduled what is it like 12 our time? One yeah. something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Like I looked at that's like you know eight nine o'clock at night over there, in, or later depending on which. I mean, because EU is not you know it's it's not like NA where it's a country. EU take you know it's a whole lot of different countries. So you know they're already playing. Un, like I couldn't if if those were the hours we had to play over here, I would not be a part of the esports. Uh, I mean starting at five o'clock and going until six thirty, seven o'clock, depending on how a VG eight match goes, and that's only three uh games. God, I couldn't imagine starting a five game series at eight o'clock at night. I would I would kill myself. Um so I look they had like everybody in life and frankly even even the the players that are getting paid they all have a choice, right? We all have choices in life. And these kids decided that their choice was to forfeit their spot in the VG8 uh, and go to sleep. And that's a choice that they can make. And frankly, I don't necessarily blame them when they're not getting all that much money when you consider how much time they have to put in. You know, uh, I don't recall off the top of my head what all the prize money is but i know like third place in vga is only around like 2200 as far as prize money is concerned so you gotta think you know i mean even if you're talking seventh or eighth place is i mean even if those guys get 1500 or 1200 they just went through four weeks they had to play matches for four weeks to earn what comes out to what, like three, 400 bucks each, you know, that's not a job. That's a hobby. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's tough. yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yes. I think in general, uh, forfeiting lacks a certain amount of professionalism you know I mean frankly I even I on Twitter I question hazard when they forfeited their match against tempo storm Yep. you know one of them one of them had football practice to go to I guess I didn't know that at the time of my tweet Uh, but even still I mean again they have choices and that's all that's what my tweet was saying I guess they didn't want it very much because of the choice that they made Uh, you know High school football practice is not paid either. So uh, he has a choice to make. Um, So I I can't fault them for their choice. Forfeiting in general is not very professional to do. Right. Uh, But especially a team like Calamity, who's not being paid by an org. I don't... The, the definition of professional is that you're getting paid to do what you do. Right. right. Like a guy who sits in his living room and plays his guitar, not a professional guitar player, you know, slash from guns and roses, professional guitar player. Hell, even yeah. f- Frank that, that plays for 200 bucks a night in some, you know, dive bar is a professional guitar player. These kids aren't getting paid. So, uh, so, what's uh, uh, would they be
1: considered semi pro? Like, I saw a tweet saying, I, like, about this, like, some people are confused about professional and semi pro.
2: I guess you could consider them semi pro. Because would Frank be a um, semi
1: pro guitar player since he kind of gets paid every once in a while?
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand this. I don't know that I fully, understand the definition of semi-pro yeah but i've heard it before you know like there's semi-pro basketball leagues or whatever so maybe they they earn a little bit of money but not professional um but i I mean i would call the you know it's it's kind of amateurs is is really what they are and let's face it that's what that's what all challenger teams are you know for the most part are amateurs except for echo fox but um yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't blame them for making the choice that they make or that they made. I don't necessarily disagree with Dowsy's statement in general uh, about lacking professionalism for forfeiting, but applied to this specific situation, I don't, I don't, I think it's a little, little more harsh than what these guys yeah. deserve. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, when, when he said that so i'm just going to read it so we can clear up what he said that just in case we just so we can cover ourselves pretty unprofessional from the players of calamity reborn to forfeit a regulation match like this shows their lack of maturity and respect for the very thing that has given them so much i guess it is just the way with some people hopefully others learn from this so the only thing i don't really necessarily like is the whole maturity thing uh i guess at the time when Dowsy tweeted this he didn't necessarily know that i think ghosts maybe or one of them was i don't remember what their name like one of them was maybe not feeling well and it was too late and he had school so he needed to get some sleep uh the game that has given them so much yes it's given them an opportunity to play basically you know professional yeah we can use the word professional but i mean has it you know made their lives amazing and they've you know make all this money i mean not yet maybe could it if they put in all this time and become the top team and get picked up by who knows maybe team secret comes back into the scene and picks him up like yeah i mean i get that and like leon said would have prioritized other stuff to do to be honest if there's not much to win and like so then sweet j chimes in and makes the whole comment of you know all professionals are responsible to carry out their duties a duty to do some things they don't want to do but is right thing to do because of their position or standing so i mean i i don't necessarily agree or disagree with what sweet j is saying i just think because the position the kids were in being young like if they wanted to sleep they wanted to sleep and here's my other point that people maybe don't think about like maybe calamity is looking ahead and being like look Maybe we all want to go get picked up by another organization. That 5v5 is happening. Maybe there's other opportunities behind the scenes. And They're like, do we really want to go play Clash? Maybe beat them, beat them, and then stay in the VGA? Or would we want to maybe leave our options open? Maybe we all go join other orgs and EU like, you'd have no idea what their other opportunities are, especially yeah. if Calamity had Leon, were really good because of Leon, but then become terrible once Leon leaves, and now maybe they all just want to go do their own thing. Maybe it's time to get picked up by big orgs. Prepare for 5v5. So why have Calamity in in the VJ anyways? Maybe that's best that they forfeited. So, I mean, that's something people can think about as well, to be honest.
2: That's a good point. 5v5 could change everything. And Well, and and... I circle back to it. Cause I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Cause I know we got a lot more about the challenge battles to uh, get into, but um, one other thing just to kind of follow up with some of the things that you said in the tweets that you read, a, I don't know, you know, like, okay. So a football player who has put in a whole boatload of time gets to the NFL and then pisses it away. Like Johnny Manziel. Uh Yeah. That, you know, football, you can say football has given them so much, right? Like, those guys get mansions and cars and they get to buy their mama houses and all that type of shit. Uh, what the blankety-blank has Vainglory given the players? <laughs> like, it? I mean, it... It's not a huge game. We're not talking about League of Legends where the prize right. pool is millions of dollars. It, we're not talking about Overwatch where that player is getting paid 150 grand a year to play. Whew, we're wild. talking We're talking about Vanglory uh, as much as I love the game. It's not a huge esport yet. I mean, yeah. you're talking like if you were a top team that wins first place every season... And wins, you know, all the live championships. You, like, I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, you maybe, and I'm not counting worlds because I don't know what the prize pool at worlds is, but maybe you take home thirty grand. Um, you know what? I'm gonna try to
1: find something. Keep talking. I have seen some numbers. Let me see if I can I, go find. Because,
2: like, I mean, I thirty believe grand wouldn't th- be bad though have yeah, but split between three people for a year's worth of work.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry. I was thinking thirty grand and, individual player.
2: And and then you're talking like the players that are on orgs, you know, the org takes a cut. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I know orgs take at least like anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five percent. So yeah. not nah, I mean, so if you're talking thirty grand and then you know the org takes twenty-five percent. Yeah, now you're looking at, what is that? That's like 20 to 20, 5, and then you split that between three players. Well, most teams have four or five players. So you're talking Coaches. five, six grand each for a year's worth of work? That's, the you know, okay, go buy an ice cream cone. Um, <laughs> For a year's worth of work, that's not, like, how many people, everybody is listening to this, raise your hand, you know, how, how many people would work for a year and only make $5,000? Anybody willing to do that? Right. So, you know, so it's not like these kids are living the high life off of Vainglory. So I, I, don't, I can't get with that part of what Dowsy said as far as it's given them so much. And then yeah. with with Sweet j like his sentiment is accurate, but again, we're talking about Calamity, who's not professional, right? They're not getting paid, they don't have obligations to an org or anything like that. They have obligations to themselves. Now, the, the one thing I do want to bring up that maybe the players of Calamity didn't think about, or didn't know about, or whatever. It, and especially with 5v5, this opportunity may be even greater. Is that even if they didn't want to continue playing, if they win that VG8 spot and an org wants to take it, they can sell that spot to the org for, you know, probably at least a few thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't know, you know, it's, I, I don't know what the, like, what the, 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 the spots in EU go for. But, you know, these orgs, um, like if an org just wanted to outright buy a spot, and buy somebody's rights to the VG8, you know, in NA, you're talking, you know, a good chunk of change. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if players don't know that. And I don't know if orgs maybe try and get away with just signing the players and promising to pay them uh, on a monthly basis things like that but uh you know and and another thing that people probably don't know is that the payouts are not instant
1: uh, i gotta tell you no. at nova
2: <laughs> at nova we're still waiting for our winnings from the summer championship and the summer season
1: yeah um Mowgli right he's the one that's re- yeah Mowgli is the one that has retired yeah. he had put that little post out saying that you know he was still they were waiting on stuff from spring so like that's that's a pretty long time to be waiting for money after you've already you know done your quote unquote job and now you have to wait how many months until you get paid for that quote unquote yeah. job like that's a now, long time now,
2: now in fairness now in fairness with Nova uh, like I know most of the payments went out A couple weeks two three weeks ago uh, because Nova's owner is in Hong Kong there's a whole I guess there's a bunch of things they have to do as far as what you know the payment going through so it's taken us a little longer uh, but I mean even still you're still talking a couple two three months going by before these players get their prize money
1: yeah so, um, the, so the the link that I had. Okay, so you know, you know, wiki esports or esports wikis, you know. Um, I, I think they're dead because like the where I used to go and look and see like past history from players and they actually had a total winnings. Like whoever has been doing this had a total winnings from TSM Cloud9. So I had actually compare compared to see if TSM or Cloud9 had won more money overall. I go back to those same links and it goes straight to dot esports. Like I think It goes to a whole different link. I think someone has like either trolled Wiki and completely changed links, but I can't get to the website anymore. So I I can't give you a total
2: number. I thought a long time ago, like when he first entered the scene and maybe I have the wrong person in mind, but I swear that I saw tweets from Dowsy asking for people to help him run that or take it over or something. And I'm guessing he just got too busy. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Well, the crazy thing is I I had
1: just recently looked. Like, it wasn't that long ago that um, that I had looked at the different... Because I was trying to look up uh, other players from different regions and stuff. Um, let me see. on. Do you guys know that esports sports writer for League of Legends? I know I'm getting off topic here. Anyone know? Uh, no. I think his name is on Fire is what people call him.
2: Like... I know this is so bad and you know people pro- might roast me for saying this but I know little to nothing about League of Legends except for they have Same. too many heroes and too many items too many heroes <laughs> too here. much to learn. All right,
1: whatever. I can't but, find it right now. Yeah.
2: All right, so let's we should probably move on to NA. Yeah, we yeah. can
1: circle back. Um so NA was I guess not as much drama. Like Bloodraven had mentioned already, he kind of talked about the Hazard uh, also doing their kind of own forfeit. Ne- wasn't necessarily as big of a deal. Uh, when we look at the teams, you know, we have Team Hazard, we have Vision Gaming, and we also have um, Echo Fox from the you know the Challenger side, and then we have Gangstars and Tempo trying to hold the VG8 spot. Um, personally, going into it, I thought Tempo was maybe going to hold on to it. I thought Gangsters was going to have a really rough time. Uh I don't remember the other two. I think Crude, you were also Gangstars out, Tempo probably in, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so, and yes. And then Belligerent,
1: I Belligerent, were you both?
2: I uh, I don't know if I ever gave predictions for the challenge. I was, well,
1: maybe it was just the whole Gangstars was going to have a tr- struggle.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gangstars was going to struggle uh because of their roster and you know i'm not surprised from the results might be a little surprised that hazard got in because i had never heard of them Mm. but i'm you know and, and we go back to kind of the format we we got to see tempo play possibly some of their best vainglory of the season right and i really got to wonder like it, you know they took vision to f- they took vision to 5 right yep and then they took hazard to 5 right yes i believe so. i don't know so i mean you're talking about 10 games in a row with like a 5 minute break in between like you know because of this format um to me that's a complete and utter failure for uh, to the players right they they this format fails the players especially the right. team that ends up in hazard situation you know another another messed up uh, situation that this format has is on Saturday Like gangstars didn't know who they get to play until the match right before them ended mm-hmm because they were playing the, uh, doo, 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 doo. they are playing the winner of the series right before them, so they had to wait and watch. There was they had no ability to prep, no no ability to to plan a draft. They had to literally wait and watch to see who they were going to play. Yeah, that's, that's not it, it, and I understand, and I'm sure somebody will bring it up, but. It happened at the live championships on the last day. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, because they have to kind of, but that, that to me, that's a little different than this. Um, that's, that's really rough, especially like when you're talking live championships, these teams have been playing each other all season long, right? They're familiar with each other unless, you know, Unless a situation happens where it's ever like a EU team versus a NA team. But we haven't seen that yet. Uh, and and I, I guess you could say the same is probably going to happen at Worlds. Uh, I'm assuming if they stick with a similar format where semifinals and finals are in the same day. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about of t- two teams having to... Or you're talking, yeah, you're talking about two teams having to play each other that have no knowledge and now they can't prep because of this format. I'm sorry, this this format may be the only format that gets you the the two best teams in the most fair way, but it's broken. It's a broken format. Tempo losing their VG8 spot because they had to play ten games in a row. Like, where else do you see that? You don't see that anywhere. And gang stars, you know, lost their spot in a, in a situation where they didn't even know who they had to face until it was time to face them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then especially when you're talking about you. Yeah, you can. Good luck. Go try and search through <laughs> the V.I.S. videos. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, there's that. But it, even in a in a case like Team Hazard, you get one match that you can kind of look back to because they forfeited their other match before Gangstars had to play them.
1: Yeah. It. I mean, like. like go on.
2: No, go ahead. I like. I'm just kind of. I. I don't know. It's broken.
1: (laughs) Well, I was going to go back to your earlier point that I had thought about what I wanted to respond, but I didn't want to interrupt you. was like, no matter what you expect from these players, no matter how professionally you expect them to act, listen, like, let's go back. I'm going to go to sports here because that's something that I've been a part of my whole life. If I played travel baseball and I played on Thursday, and if I won all my games on Thursday, that means I had a break on Friday and I didn't have to play again until Saturday. That's what I wanted to do. But if I lost on Thursday and I had to play three more games on Friday, yeah, my demeanor and attitude on Friday is going to be a lot worse now because I wanted, you know, maybe to screw around on Friday with my teammates. So, like, you can't expect a team just to lose a best-of-five series when they were so close to winning just being done for the day, entering back in VGA just to lose barely and have to go play possibly five more immediately for another possible, you know, whatever it's going to be, two and a half hours. Like, you can't expect them, no matter yes. how mentally strong a 15-year-old is supposed to be, you can't expect them to successfully do that. And the fact that Temple Storm almost did it, I think is amazing. I, I I think that was a five series. I'm surprised Tempo just didn't go get 3-0'd because, or maybe it was. I don't, I can't, I don't know for sure. But like... I don't know. That's just my opinion. It's you, I think about when I was a kid and just playing simple baseball for an hour or whatever. I wanted to have a day off. I didn't want to have to play an extra three games. I had less attitude. I was like, well, whatever. Might as well just lose at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say too much, but just because of what Tempo... The way that Tempo played Vision, and let's face it, Tempo gave Vision the strongest challenge that they... It saw all challenge battles and kind of from what everybody was making it sound like the the best challenge they had throughout all of the Challengers series so that being said going through that like you just said mentally draining best of five and then having to drop into a match with Hazard and for some reason it feels like it went five but I don't remember I, you know it yeah, it they could have been swept it did go five the tempo vision one you talking no No, i'm talking tempo hazard
0: oh uh i can't confirm
1: it so i'm not saying anything
0: Uh, yeah no i can't confirm that one sir i
2: missed the point where you switched that uh so anyway even if they got three owed right like after going through that with vision and giving the strongest challenge to what was clearly the strongest team in these challenge battles I don't know that this acomp- that this tournament accomplished what it set out to accomplish. Like can 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 we legitimately say that Hazard is better than Tempo the way that Tempo played Vision? So, so you you had made
1: the point about the whole Hazard being not Smurfs, but not their real names and I so I don't even know who Hazard is, so For me, it was like, well, maybe if I knew who the actual players were and I recognized their names, then maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah, those are some good players. But for the most part, I have no idea who Team Hazard is, so I would say no. Yeah, I I don't
2: know who Team Hazard is. Uh, There were people saying, and I guess it's not really a secret, but they were name changes, so that's why nobody really recognizes the team, I guess. I'm not necessarily stating that as fact. That's just what I saw being said. But I... Just from that format and the way everything played out on Sunday and the fact that these are best of fives, I don't know that we can legitimately say that that tempo or that Hazard is a better team than Tempo. Right. I agree. You know, I I mean I could even say that about the championships. I mean, look at look at Tribe in the summer championships, going through that god-awful draining back and forth, best of five with TSM, and then they have to drop into a match against c9 i mean does the way that tribe was playing in that tournament the way that tribe played tsm who in that season was clearly that was the season that tsm like won four straight that was not the tsm we saw this season that was the tsm that just dominated everybody are you going to tell me that after that mental exhaustion, we really got the best version of Tribe? Yeah, no, I don't. That's
1: hard to say.
2: You know, now, I, I guess the what's a little different in that example is that I believe our match against C9 uh, came in between. So Tribe did have a series to uh, kind of collect yeah. themselves. But, I mean, still... you That's you know, that's really high pressure. You know, and if you look at it conversely in the example that I'm giving, it's not that high a pressure for C9. Yeah, of course they want to win, but they already won in spring. So even if they lose, it's not like they're losing their world spot. Right. So, you know, I don't but I'm getting off topic a little bit. I I I just really think this challenger format is broken.
1: So, I mean, we have Gangsters dropping now. So that means we have Echo Fox, Gangsters, NRG. Uh, is that all three? Are those the three franchise teams? Oh, wait, no, Tempo. Is Tempo a franchise team? Yeah. Okay, so now we have four yes, franchise. franchise. So now we have four franchise teams that aren't even in VGA anymore. Um, I actually have, I think I have the actual stats of that. But I was just trying to point out that it's kind of interesting to see, um, you know, the the quote-unquote, franchise team. Let's see. uh, NA and nine NA franchise orgs, and of those orgs, all five uh, and don't forget Misfits. Oh, Misfits. There you go. So only four of the NA teams are in VGA that are franchised. Yep, and then five are not are not in VGA. So Misfits, Tempo, NRG, Rogue. Not Rogue, sorry. Echo, Gangstar. So yeah, we got five teams. That's that's a lot of teams that are franchised that aren't even in VGA.
2: But yeah,
0: I just think uh, I don't know. I just, I just go, I always go back to 5v5. You know what I'm saying? Like how much that's going to change everything. So does it really matter?
2: And so, so that's a a great point that you just brought up. And that was one that I said I was going to circle back to later when we got to the end of all this. But like (laughs) we've had all this back and forth with when they do challenge battles, right? They used to do it at the split and at the end. And then they did it only at the split, but not at the end. And this time they do it at the end is this really the right time to do it at the end? Because next year we all know five V five is coming. So you just had two teams earn their way into the VGA based on three V three. And now they have to figure out five V five.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was of course, Echo Fox came in, uh, still, you know, disappointing us, not necessarily playing at all. Like we, Maybe it helped them to. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if we wanted to have a quick discussion on on Team Hazard and Vision. People have been throwing out, oh, who's gonna get picked up by what organization? I don't know because we know we've kind of seen that historically. Basically, a team enters and another team just drops their old oh, roster and then acquires let's, them.
2: Let's uh, let's put some of that to bed. Vision is an org, right? Right. So vision so has already like yeah those players are, are already under contract and already being paid by vision gaming who is uh they are also the owners of the halcyon elite app right um, right yeah so Question. they're i mean they're not open for being picked up yeah the
1: whole graphic thing for vainglory they always have the team logos for the real organizations like I get Team Hazard, they're not a real team. Calamity Reborn, not a real team. Why is Vision Gaming? Why do they not have their real logo? That bothered me when I saw that. I was like, Why do they just have VG? They have an actual logo that they probably should I, have I, reached I out for. <laughs> look,
2: looking at the graphics and stuff, I think they did that. Well, because like Echo Fox has a, a logo, also they didn't have their logo in there, did they?
1: No, they had actual Echo Fox logo. Like in, I'm talking about like, oh, yeah, the final bracket picture. Like they didn't no. ever use Vision um, Gaming. You know it.
2: It it could, it could be a couple of things. Um, it could be that they are just giving. You know, maybe they did it for Echo Fox because Echo Fox is a franchised org. Uh, um, and so that could be part of the agreement with the franchises is that their logos are always shown. So, yeah. I mean, that would be my guess in that situation. I was gonna say I thought that they were just using, and maybe it's because I was looking at the the EU graphic, uh, but I thought they were. It it seemed to me like they were using just the initials to kind of signify who were Challenger teams and who were VG8 teams. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know, with you saying Echo Fox logo was on the graphic, uh, maybe the It's because Echo Fox is a franchise, and so they have to give them that advertising. Right. Okay.
1: I mean, so when it comes to Hazard, at least I mean, are we gonna have Immortals just come back in and pick them up? Like, I don't even know who Hazard is. I was
0: Immortals. Yeah.
1: You know, Immortals just come back, or there's a lot of orgs out there. I would,
2: I would be shocked (laughs) if Immortals came (laughs) back to pick up Hazard. I mean, you. Because if you hold on to the the roster you had, you're going to Worlds now. So, yeah. But I mean, there's. Look at all the orgs that you ju- all the franchises you just listed that are not in the VG8. They all have the opportunity to buy that you know buy that spot from Hazard. Yeah. You know, take that. Uh, take that roster on or whatever. Um, you know, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, right? Echo Fox already did it once. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if there is something in the rule book that says you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can do that or not. But I mean, I could see Gangstars doing that. I mean, look at their roster. Their roster is held together with duct tape right now. <laughs> duct tape. So, Being band-aid tech. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'm not even going to get started on that. Um <laughs> hold on, I gotta gotta say goose Fraba a couple of times before I start roasting all the people that feel the need to roast Xenotech. Goose um, what? What'd you say? Goose what? Goose Fraba. Have you never watched Anger Management? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Go watch Anger Management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson.
0: Unless you know what this is from.
2: Uh you know, it's an Adam Sandler movie, but I've never seen it. Oh my God. Like, it's one of the, it's legitimately one of the better Adam Sandler movies. So you can go watch it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, anyways, when he goes through anger management, the, the the therapist who is Jack Nicholson, that's, that's, it's supposed <laughs> to be like some ancient Eskimo word that helps people calm down. <laughs> so he, he makes all of his patients say goosefrava. Uh, anyway. Uh, I hope some of our listeners tweet at you guys and 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 help me not sound crazy
1: and roast us. That's uh, fine, listeners. Please do. Yeah, it. do if it. If you've heard of it, please tell us that Crude and I are just we're missing. Or if out. you haven't heard
2: it, no. If you haven't heard it, just go sit in the corner. <laughs> <Crude> and <Ed. laughs> come join no, us. You can <laughs> you can back me on this. <laughs> uh anyway, anyway like i I legitimately wouldn't be surprised as long as there's no rule prohibiting it i wouldn't be surprised to see gang stars uh you know jump on team hazard i mean, when you're an org like gang stars can you afford really to be out of the vga i mean they're already a gross grassroots organization yes they're franchised so they're getting a franchise stipend uh but like the Gangstars org is kinda of, and, and I said this in my podcast when I talked about challenge battles, like Gangstars is an org that SEMC needs to be doing well. Right? Gangstars has always been around Vainglory. Like I I can't I legitimately can't picture a season of Vainglory without the name Gangstars being involved. Despite how bad they've been the last couple seasons. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of happens. I don't know how much longer we're going to, how long, how much longer it's going to be until we hear announcements about which team got picked up here or which player went here. Um, That's going to be a lot of content for podcasting. So that'll be exciting in the future.
2: So, so here's the question that I think we need to explore on this episode Um What do you think, what kind of noise do you think these teams are going to make?
1: I think Vision, personally, is a team that, like Tasty said, Vision's a team that pulls out some crazy comps. They're kind of hard to prepare for. You
2: never really See, I didn't understand that at all. You disagree? Like, after this last patch, CP Gwen is so strong. She just got a buff. Just because... She hasn't been in past patches, and there wasn't really any vainglory after two ten drop. Yeah, it doesn't make CP Gwen an off-meta pick. She's like uber strong right now, and it's not that many patches ago where Weapon Gwen was being spammed all over the place. Okay, but what about Weapon One Trick Gwen? What about Weapon
0: Power (laughs) Rhyme?
2: He he just got changed it makes complete sense the only thing that i can say is these aren't off meta wacky picks is that vision gaming is paying attention to what's happening like rhymes fortified health now is based off of his auto attack so a weapon power rhyme makes a shit ton of sense
1: yeah, yeah, the the Finn, I don't know, is that's what I'm saying. I don't have any VGA to go off of to know what's meta or not. So like they've been they played a lot of Finn and everyone was acting like that was the most right. odd nonsense thing ever. So I have no idea if Finn's kind of coming no. back.
2: Okay, so here's the thing. They play, they played Finn three times in a row, I believe. They won two of them. Yeah. The second time they struggled yeah. when Hyde got his his sky and things of that nature. Finn is not necessarily what I would consider meta, not strong, but a great counter into Rona. Like, what counters Rona? I know I've said this probably a thousand times. So what counters Rona?
1: Anything that can stun her.
2: Right. So Catherine is really good into Rona. Why? Because merciless Pursuit is up like every eight seconds. What does Finn have after level eight? A quibble that can not only stun Rona, but anybody else that's close to her every like eight seconds so it's a great pick into into rona because you have that uh that stun that can stop the red mist almost on demand not to not to mention that he has the fortified health so if she is red misting on somebody you can fortify their health and protect them and then quibble her so like the fin into rona is a great pick now we saw against another comp not so great like with you know somebody like sky who is all over the place, Finn can't keep up with that. Mm. So it's not necessarily a meta pick, and we saw them lose on it. But this the Finn into Rona, phenomenal pick. You know, that's just Vision Gaming being smart. Uh CP Gwen, ridiculously strong. Like, I don't know if you guys have, but I just recently played in a ranked match against a CP Gwen. Like, I had Aegis built like my first item, and she's still chunking my health with a you know one buck shot with a shatter glass it's ridiculous <laughs> she's so drunk. yeah i mean the downside to it is she's so squishy so if you can get on her you know it's tough but you know try getting through that buckshot that's chunking you know 10 15 of your health every time it comes out it doesn't feel good well <laughs> so and then you know the the to be honest with the way his stats work now, weapon power rhyme feels, you know, makes it more sense than crystal power rhyme. Uh, the,
1: the, the original point I was making is I think vision gaming always comes out like playing like crazy. I think they, I think they are like a legit team that could be, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying they're just going to magically rise to the top. I think, vision gaming will be the better of the two just because i don't really know much about team hazard so i think vision gaming has a i think vision gaming will play better than gangstars if that's what we want to compare it to i think they actually could play better than tempo storm i mean they they had a close match with tempo where i think tempo could have maybe actually beat vision Uh, so i think they would go back and forth if we went on a longer even longer series Uh, but i think vision gaming is obviously the team i'm i'm most excited about you know pvp shaded and Cause I don't know, they they are fun to watch.
0: I would agree with that statement. I think that they're better than Team Hazard from what I've seen. Now, that doesn't, that's not to say that that can't all change, you know, in the future, but for right now, from based off what I've seen, I'm going to go with, you know, uh, them to be the better team.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. Just, I mean, Hazard to me right now feels like a one trick team, right? Uh, Hello Kitty's really good on Rona, and their jungler Erica Kane is like really good on Alpha and Kroll, and that's about it. So, um, oh, and Taka forgot about Taka. Uh, conversely. like it's it's the same thing i said about tribe when they were immortals and they came up like i i gotta see it against real VG8 competition um before i'm gonna give them too much credit i'm very excited about shaded talent um like i love strong captains that's why i love watching gabe and evil and wrecked uh captains that kind of carry their team and to be honest vision kind of reminds me of rogue in a sense like i think if you take shaded off of that team cause and pvp and i mean they've shown it because they've been on another team on another team with a different captain uh cause pvp are kind of you know average to above average challenger team so Mm -hmm. i see them being kind of like rogue where it's you know you know hammy and whichever jungler rogue is using that day they're kind of you know middle of the road I'm not saying they're they're horrible uh like somebody asked me on this new social media outlet that i just discovered called curious cat where you can just the point is to ask people questions. Somebody asked me to list top five at each position in the world. I switched it to just NA because I'm not studied enough on world players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put Hammy in my top five laners. Um, but that's not saying a lot when you consider there's only eight teams in the VG8. Yeah. Um, but when you add Evol to that mix, now suddenly Rogue, you know, very easily could have. Been going to Worlds this season, right? Um, you know, and I see Vision kind of like that. You have Shaded, who kind of carries the team from the captain position uh, and make you know makes cause and PvP, you know kind of like a point guard on a basketball team, right? Makes f- phenomenal passes to make their players look good. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I don't know how well, like I mean, and let let's I mean let's face reality. The vision struggled to beat a team who beat Gangstars. That was their only win this season, and they struggled to beat them. Right, Tempo Storm only beat Gangstars this past VGA season. Yeah, the entire season and Vision almost lost to him. So, you know, I mean, you think about some of the things that the VGA teams did to Tempo Storm this season. Like, I mean, I don't, when you show that type of struggle against, you know, one of the two bottom teams i got a question you know how how well they're gonna do now i do agree with you guys that i think they will probably be better than hazard simply because they appear to have a deeper hero pool Mm -hmm. but how how well are they gonna do against the rest of the vga who just Utterly dominated Tempo Storm all season. Yeah, when you when you look at EU, we can maybe say that
1: every team is always somehow beat the top team. Every you know, it just changes so much. So maybe Queso comes in and is one of those teams that can actually kind of compete. Uh, like I said, they I, I personally think they did struggle a little bit. So you know, if we look at the EU team that came in, the new one obviously Clash is still there, but be interesting to see if Queso can somehow put in all that extra time to, uh, you know, be stronger and maybe to compete with teams like, you know, the the Mouse and um, SK, Fnatic and G2. So, you know, over in EU, that's going to be just as interesting to
2: watch. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about that, think about our conversations these these past seasons. It did we ever, other than the Tempo versus Gangstar match, did anybody ever? feel conflicted about who to pick
1: nope nope
2: all right but then look at eu how many times did we get disappointed by clash or calamity yeah. reborn right because i mean eu is is in a way there it's it's a much closer race like you you feel like anybody can be anybody almost you know all those weeks sk was pretty dominant this season towards the end of the season g2 picked it up but other than that, I mean, I know I picked Clash to win a whole bunch in the beginning, and I picked Calamity to win a whole bunch at the end. Both teams screwed me. <laughs> um, but you, you felt like that chance was there. I never once felt like the chance was there for Tempo Storm or Gangstars this season.
1: The last week, Tempo did take a game off of TSM, and that's when the first time I was like, oh, maybe Tempo's getting their stuff together.
2: <laughs> yeah, but how serious? I-
1: with Tito. yeah, well, that's that's true.
0: I mean, to, I mean, just to say, you know, I don't know, not
1: right,
2: right. anything. And, but... and you know, Tempo Storm seemed to come on a little too, you know, a little too late in the season. They have been playing much better. Vainglory. Um like I don't have any doubt that next Challenger season, Tempo Storm will be the number one seed and be right back in Challenge Rattles. Like I would be shocked if they turned into an energy or a misfits or something like that where they just kind of fall off unless they lose all their players. Mm-hmm. Um you know, again, I don't know what player contracts look like. I do I have heard at least that most player contracts are up at the end of this end of this year. So just switching around. I would not be shocked at all to see some team pick up Gatsby, who apparently is now going by Blessed. Um, Blessed. Like, for most of the challenge battles, I thought they had just replaced Gatsby, but apparently he just changed his name. Uh, yeah, I didn't so, know that. I thought the exact same thing. Um, you know, so, I mean, if that team sticks together, I have no doubt they'll be back in challenge battles next time we have challenge battles.
1: Yep all interesting to think about to be honest um, I I don't even know I mean obviously I'm not saying 5v5 is starting after the new year obviously it's not going to be that simple but I mean it's going to be interesting to see what happens for tournament wise the next season
2: yeah and I think I mean if you look at it both Vision and Hazard dropped games to Gangstars and to be honest I, th- I don't remember who it was against I think it was Hazard uh on saturday i think Gangstars should have won a couple more of those games a little uh, item prioritization mistakes um there they had a kite comp with vox and samuel that should have won but Zeno didn't build any armor against it was a double it was a double weapon comp i remember that much on hazard uh you know, I think if he builds armor, they win. They still almost did. So, you know, these are teams that struggled to teams that, you know, I don't remember if it was uh, Gangstars or Tempo, but, and this is, you know, I I probably shouldn't say this. Maybe it's a little rubbing salt in the wounds, but one of those teams we beat with Triple Shattered Glass Jewel in the lane. <laughs>
1: You weren't supposed to bring that you up know, anymore, belligerent.
2: <laughs> and the, and and these these new challenger teams are dropping games to to these guys. So you know, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I know everybody's hyped about Vision. I could be proven wrong. Um, I was skeptical of Immortals when they came up. They barely scooted into the to the VG8 at the end of those challenge battles, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and frankly, some of those players, specifically Max Green, kind of stepped up his play. Uh, so, you know, I don't. It'll be interesting, and and the the thing that's and to be frank, we might not ever know because we're going to see five v five, and none of it's going to matter.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing that's hard is can't completely start predicting about things for next year until we understand how 5 v 5 works and and if it's even going to be stable. You know, 5 v 5 could come out and we're going to be like, there needs to be a lot more adjusting, adapting, which I know they're doing already. They're, you know, tweaking, uh, you know, making sure people aren't, you know, crazy OP and making sure the nerfs are balancing is straight on. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see overall. It's going to...
2: the loudest, the loudest whispers that I'm hearing right now is that they are planning on 5v5 going uh, live professionally from the get go next year.
1: And I honestly, even if things are kind of rough in the beginning, there's obviously growing pains. I'm not going to be upset. I obviously want to see it yes. really as soon as possible, for being honest.
0: I think. I mean, how do you go from like, so spring season 3v3 and then then make the switch into a 5v5, you know, like after you've already done a season? how? I don't think you can do that. I think you, yeah, you have to just kind of suffer through that first season. I mean, if there is growing pains, like you've said, and then just go from there. I don't think it would be very easy to make that switch from 3v3 to 5v5 in the middle of a season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that there's much time or I don't know.
2: Well, oh, you mean you mean kind of the way we're letting teams earn their way into the VGA based on 3v3 and then they're going to have to take part in a 5v5. <laughs> well, you know. yeah, but yeah, that's so true. Uh,
1: and then you look at yeah. the fact that we already have problems with uh, matches going too late in the day and kids not being able to stay, stay up to <laughs> play them. And now we're going to have five E five where matches probably will be longer. Obviously I can't confirm. There's been a lot of speculation about how long the matches will be. But I mean, if we have longer weekends now, then like, Oh God, here we go. It's going to be even worse. Well,
2: I, they have said, and they said, I think maybe even from spring, uh, talking about five v five, that their goal is to keep the matches around the same amount of time.
1: I don't know how you do that; that I, blows my I,
2: mind. Well, you know, to be honest, um, from my experience thus far, I, you know, I haven't really looked at the timing, but they don't feel all that much longer. And part of that could just be the players. Part of that could just be, you know, it's like. The first time I played 5 e 5 on the the PBE, I was wandering around like dumbass, <laughs> just trying to figure where out am I? Where, what was what on the map. So, you know, it's a little hard to gauge how long it's going to go at this point. And, you know, we still don't know what tweaks they're going to make. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying stuff about the time. I know I'm not supposed to discuss anything from the PBE, but. You know, it has been said that they're they're trying to keep it around the same twenty minute mark. Uh, you know, because again, it's supposed to be for mobile, so they don't want it to turn into you know the forty five minute matches that you get when you're sitting down at your computer. Right. Uh, yeah. You play you yeah. play three games
0: on mobile, and then your phone's dead because it takes so long. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they.
2: I mean, they still want it to be an experience you can have like while you're sitting in the waiting room, waiting for your doctor or whatever. Right. Um, so that's their goal. I don't know if it'll be accomplished or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's going to be up to the players. We'll see how professional teams obviously adjust the competitive scene and how they are more aggressive, less aggressive, more strategic. That's all going to change. Um, I don't have much left for this challenger discussion. It's been a good one overall Uh, to review Team Hazard, Vision Gaming from NA. They do go ahead and get in. Uh, Both VGA teams do drop. Uh, Then for EU, it is Queso and Clash. Uh, Clash obviously returning back to their spot. I don't know if either of you guys have anything else you would like to add to this conversation uh, or if we're ready to wrap this one up.
0: Uh, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. Just, I mean, no
1: last thought from you.
0: no, not really. I mean, what else is there to talk? I think we've hit on a lot of stuff that we I wanted to talk about tonight. So
2: I don't know if this is adding something, but it is a final thought. It's broken. Fix it. That's
1: true. That was a main theme from us discussing, discussion, discussion. Wow, discussing whether or not, like Belligerent mentioned, it's it's better, but is this how we want these formats to actually be? And is it the best for? vainglory players and is it best for the vainglory viewers so uh, i think it's a discussion that has been had and that's probably why they change it almost every single season because they're trying to figure out what works and i don't know when they'll figure it out maybe it will happen in the next year but yeah i think it was a good episode overall um can i
2: can i i just want to throw one thing else out that might be a teaser for a podcast we can do later or something let me hear it. Yeah. Well, I just this is a thought I had earlier in the week that I wanted to ask and it just came back to me. What if there weren't challenge battles? What if like in sports they introduce some type of draft hmm. where teams teams compete in the challenger level and then, you know, at the end of the, the year or whatever, the VGA orgs can draft players to join their roster. Oh, yikes.
1: I just got a headache thinking about that.
0: That's interesting.
2: Granted, it would kind of... I mean, they could always expand the league if they want to let other orgs in. You don't have to lock it into eight teams so you can never have another org in. But, I mean, instead of this weird... and. Forgive me, I'm not experienced with a whole lot of other esports, so maybe this is how they do it in other esports. But what if instead of this wonky challenge battles, you know, like, I don't know who's the team. I'm trying to think. I, uh, TSM, right? TSM is, is you know, Flash is thinking about retiring. They're going to lose one of the the all-time great captains. And TSM goes, Oh, look at shaded talent. We want to get him in the draft. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Well, that can be something we, uh, maybe discuss in the near future, kind of make our own college teams and do our own pro draft and figure out which, where players are going to go. Um,
2: that would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll lay the groundwork for a longer conversation in one of our podcasts. Um, that, that, question a little more thought
1: yes well you can hear those short conversations on belligerent's own podcast belligerent what is it called
2: it's called the queue the queue like you can find it on the queue like you're queuing for a match oh clever yeah you can find it on itunes and youtube
1: itunes and youtube you can maybe listen to him discuss what we're going to discuss on this podcast. So you get double the fun, but
2: um, yeah. And any, anybody who listens to this podcast knows it's impossible for me to fit all of my thoughts into 15 minutes. And that's really all my podcasts go for. So uh, it's really good to listen to both of these podcasts
0: yeah well we have to cut bledger off sometimes i'm over here like sleeping because he's 30 minutes into it and he's like chasing his own tail <laughs> on what he's talking about and he's circling back around i'm like wait where were
2: we again
1: <laughs> so
2: yeah that's, so that's why back and listen to our podcast <laughs> yes <That's laughs> yeah. i have my own podcast
1: all right we, we're almost at our we are over our mark but hey this was a good one there's a lot of drama a lot of discussion um Yeah, that's it from me you can follow us at tfr underscore esports keep up with everything there uh my co-host thank you for joining go ahead and send yourselves out
0: all right crude sloth you can find me on
2: twitter at crude sloth vg and you can find me at belligerent underscore vg
1: all right guys thanks for joining uh, people keep bombarding Belligerent's little question thing he's doing on Twitter and keep asking uh, the most troll questions you can. That's it. It's... <laughs>
2: Peace. Peace. Later.
1: I didn't give him an option to respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey guys, real quick before we sign off, I wanted to tell you about a great tournament that I love to watch and that I work with that is run by some great community members, the North American Champions League. This league has been running for multiple seasons and have given teams like Vision Gaming the chance to make a name for themselves and make it to Glory 8. Uh, If you have a team that you think can make a name for themselves, uh, then maybe you should sign up for a tournament in the future. Uh, You can do that. You can follow them on Twitter at uh, League. You can also subscribe to their YouTube and follow them on Twitch. Uh, As always, the links will be in the show notes, so make sure you check it out to get those links. And thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time
2: for Rolling. Time for rolling.